Row Along, a friendly voice in your ear to motivate, coach and entertain you through each indoor rowing workout as we row along together. I set the stroke rate and the training pace based on your current 2,000 metre time. Just set your monitor to just row and start and stop when I tell you. For more info and to check out the YouTube videos, go to rowalong.com. Hi there, welcome to another workout for you to row along to. Now today's workout is perfect if you are looking to build up your speed over short distances. And as such, this is part of the 1K plan that I have up here on the channel. Don't worry, you don't have to be part of the plan in order to work out and enjoy this session. But if you're on the 1K plan, then this is us getting towards the end because we're at week four, session five. And next week is when you then look to trying to do some kind of a big uh, test row, whether that's the 1K or whether it's something else. It's up to you. Because what we're going to do today is six one minute intervals with two minutes rest in between. But those one minute intervals, I want you to go slightly faster than what your 1K pace currently is. So for those on the 1K plan, in the sessions where we've been working up and kind of saying, okay, so today's going to be eight to one minutes with one minute rest or whatever, you'll have worked out your average pace across that, which would be your kind of current 1K pace. I want you to go faster than that. So in my case, I've been kind of getting it down from right about 143 to 139 over the course of this plan. So I want to go faster than 139 pace for each of these one minute intervals, which is going to be tough, but it's only one minute and you get two minutes rest. Okay. And this is going to build that top end pace ready for whatever you've got coming up next. But remember, there's still a whole other week to come, don't worry. <laughs> so before we get anywhere near our main session, we have to get into a warm up and we're going to do a 10 minute warm up today just to make sure that we are fully ready to go for the main session. And of course, if you need to warm up longer, please do. Now, before we even get into that, we have to set up our machine. And on a concept two, that means going and setting the drag factor first. If you don't know about drag factor, I do have a video here on the channel. If you know a little bit about it, but not where to set it, I recommend run about 130 and then you can adjust from there. If you know absolutely nothing, then just set your lever between four and five um, because too low isn't the issue, too high is the issue, okay? If you're on a non-concept two, just set the weight so you get a nice feel from the stroke, but you don't have to heave and yank against the handle to get the thing moving. Next up, if you can, set the monitor to eye height so you don't have to look up and you don't have to look down. And finally, if you can adjust your foot stretcher height to get it to a position where you can come into the front of the machine with your shins pointing vertically, okay? Too high, you might not be able to get there. Too low, you may go scooting straight past. And remember, what you have in your feet, if you change it, can alter it. I usually row in socks when I, and then I'm three holes showing in a concept to in these Nike zooms I'm only one hole showing because they're a lot bigger than my feet obviously so 10 minute warm-up we're going to start this at round about 20 strokes a minute for two minutes and then we're going to do a little bit of alternating rate work and whatever to make things a little bit harder and then kind of back off a little bit just to make sure that we're warmed up but we're not exhausted okay so just follow with stick with me follow me I'll call out when we have to do all our changes and stuff all right sunglasses on because it's a rather sunny day today we're going to get into this in three two, one, let's go. Now, I just want you to think about a light push with your legs right now, okay? So you're not really putting any power power into the machine. All you're doing is pushing enough that you can connect your feet to your hands and then your machine starts to move or the flywheel, whatever you've got, starts to move. It's like real light rowing. If you're used to having a 2K training pace, then I want you to be slower than 2K plus 18, which is our usual 20 strokes a minute pace. I just want you to 
take this gently for the first few minutes so you can work on the timing of that push from your feet into your hands. Because if you've got a forwards tilt over your back and straight arms and you push your feet into the machine and time it so your handle picks up the flywheel or water wheel, whatever you've got at the same time, then that power from your feet just goes into the handle and if you hold your arms straight in the forward tilt you should then hang off the handle as you push with your legs so you just work on that timing if you push a little bit too soon with your feet your backside will escape from underneath you and you'll lose quite a lot of potential power I'm talking power in five strokes time I want you just to increase that push from your feet a little bit maybe go about five seconds faster than you are right now or 2k plus 18 training pace so here we go just a little bit more of a push you should hear whatever machine you're using responds by getting a little bit louder so my whoosh of the flywheel now has a higher pitch you can hear the acceleration as I push a little bit harder with my feet but again you're not wanting to go full power here this is a warm-up not a hit the ground running full speed for 10 minutes up <laughs> right two more strokes and then we'll back off by two or three seconds okay so just ease keep it the same stroke rate but just ease off that pressure from your feet And then what we're going to do over the next six minutes once this minute is done is just increase stroke rate for 30 seconds and then go back to this pace again and we'll end up nice and fast by the end okay. eight strokes to go what are you buzzing for okay. I am rowing there we go. keep that timing right keep that push of your feet so in four strokes time we're going to go up to 22 strokes a minute and run about 2k plus 15 just a little faster than you were rowing before so here we go bit of a stronger push again from your feet should be all it takes for your stroke rate to increase and therefore for your pace to increase too two more strokes here and then we'll slow down to about 20 strokes a minute easy pace again so 
this is just gonna prime you for a higher stroke rate. Get your cardio warmed up, muscles warmed up. Hopefully get your bones and ligaments and things that you need all nice and smooth. Okay, one more stroke and we'll take it up to 24 and a little bit faster still. So another couple of seconds faster than you were just rowing your 22s at. And again, this shouldn't really be that you're having to overdrive the stroke, just taking it up to 24 should be enough. Let's do one more. Back to 20. Yeah, just taking the stroke rate up should be all it takes for your pace to go up. So as we go into the 26s next, then you should find naturally you're going two or three seconds faster then you were just doing the 24s. Okay, two more. One more. So let's go up to 26 strokes a minute. So push harder. And that should give you a faster drive phase of your stroke. And then when you complement that, with a slightly faster recovery, that gets your rate up. One more, back to 20s. Let these 20s just give you a moment to recover because you don't want to overly tax your system here. That's going to come in the main session. This is just about opening you up and priming you. Right, two more strokes. Then we'll go up to 28 after this one. Here we go. And it's probably around about these 28s where you'll start to feel you need to think a little bit more about how your body moves to keep the stroke rate high and it's all about the handle two more one more down to 20s so it's the handle away that's key for a high stroke rate so you drive nice and fast but then you get that handle smoothly away from your body again Three to go. Two more. Last one. Let's go to 30 strokes a minute. Another couple of seconds faster. If you're keeping count, this should be around 2k plus two. Okay, so handle smoothly away helps your body come forwards two more one more down to 20s i'll go one more to 
come up at 32 strokes a minute. Three more. Two. One. Okay, here we go. And this should be your 2K average pace or a tiny bit faster. I'm 2K minus two. Almost there. Three, two, one. And let's just paddle home. Just keep moving like you're breathing. Catch hold. And like I said, if you want to continue to warm up, then add on another five minutes of light rowing or whatever you need that's one for me and then once you're ready have a quick drink and I will explain one more time what it is we're doing today okay then so today's row is about high stroke rate and high power what we're going to do is one minute six times with two minutes rest in between but I want you to do those one minutes at your 1k pace but faster, okay? So a couple of seconds faster than your 1K pace or a couple of seconds faster than what you've been hitting as your kind of max pace across this plan if you've been rowing the 1K plan. And this should really kind of get it in you, that little bit of a zing in your legs on how to work a little bit faster and then how to hold it for that minute. But then you get two minutes rest. So all is good if we just do it six times uh, and the will probably work out about one and three quarters, maybe one and a half times total work that you will be doing when it comes to your 1k if that's what you're aiming for at the end of this okay so i'm gonna have a quick drink make sure you've got a drink nearby i do hope you're properly warmed up now i won't be surprised if even though i just did that warm-up if i've got a little bit of a sketchy start here because that first one's always a little bit weird but i'm going to be going in for this aiming for round about 138 pace or better and my stroke rate is going to be round about 32 to 34 is my aim. But let's see how we get on at the end of this first interval. In fact, don't need sunglasses yet. Here we go then. Are you ready? In three, two, one. Go. <coughs> now remember, this is about power from the legs as well as a high rate. This is what we've been working on. The whole plan. Power plus stroke rate equals fast. Okay, 20 seconds. Ten. Three. Two. 
One. Whew. Alrighty then. One thirty-seven point eight, which I'll take. So, especially as that was my opening interval, I kind of want the rest of them to be that fast or better. Make sure to relax, take time to recover. Fortunately, it's only six of them, so it doesn't feel like you've got a massive mountain of effort to climb here. And it must be said, if when you're done with this and you're done with cooldown and stuff, if you want to add on like 15 minutes worth of low intensity rowing, please do have a drink. Because it's only six minutes worth of high intensity plus warm up plus cool down, you may feel a little bit. I didn't spend that much time on the machine today. In which case, like I say, 10 15 minutes of a low intensity, a longer cool down. Maybe you skip my stretching and you just row the whole way through it and you stretch yourself afterwards. Who knows? But that's only if you don't feel you've got the fullest of workout and you want a little bit more. I. I'm going to make sure I get one heck of a workout out of just these six intervals because i got stuff to do <laughs> 20 seconds to go now at 15 if you want to do some light rowing so you're not starting from stop flywheel please do protect your back it's really important if you need to otherwise <laughs> that's why I put my sunglasses on we're going in 10 seconds five four three two one power <clears throat> So, if you can think power, you can think pushing the machine away while you keep straight arms and a forwards tilt, then your leg power will be getting into the machine for you to then top up at the back of the machine by pulling to a strong finish. Okay, I got one more, possibly. Whew. There. So that was 137.1, which was point, yeah, half a second faster. And trust me, it might only sound like half a second, but it's a lot of hard work. I worked for that half a second. <sighs> May get to a point in this workout where I'm gonna to need to just completely shut up for the entire interval. Hopefully this is one of the ones where you're working so hard anyway that what I say is just 
white noise in your ear. Have a drink. Ooh. It's a proper spicy workout, we're only two intervals in. Oh, my glutes. I could feel my backside going a little bit too high off the seat that time, so I'll have to watch this time because I really don't want the seat to go flying away from me because I'm not reshooting this one, that's for sure. <laughs> this is when I think, okay, is the microphone working? Is the camera working? Because I'm not doing this one again for at least another week. Okay, 20 seconds to go. Remember what I said about light rowing if you want to protect your back for that first stroke. Otherwise, pick up your handle, get yourself in that nice forward tilted starting position because we're going in six, five, four, three, two, one, go. And that's the thing to try to maintain is your posture, your forwards tilt powerful over your hips. Try not to lunge into the front of the machine in an effort to get more length. You want to just keep a good angle push with your feet. Let the power go through. 10 seconds. Three, two, one. Oh. Almost a second faster. 136.2. But I tell you what, with about 15 seconds to go on that one, I could feel my legs starting to fade. That's okay. I'm happy because I was putting in more power. So it's teaching me about the balance of power to energy to muscle fade. Have a drink. Three down, three to go. We are at the Bon Jovi point. We're halfway there. I'm just adjusting my heart rate monitor because I think it's a little low. <sighs> Finish that last one, 85% of my max, but I'm pretty sure that these high rates, every stroke I take cancels out one BPM on my chest strap. Okay, 20 seconds to go until interval four. Do that light rowing to protect your back. Otherwise, we're starting in 10 seconds. Nice, powerful posture. 
four, three, two, one, go. Now as tempting as it starts to become to think it's about pulling the handle, try to keep your arms straight at the front of the stroke. Hook those fingers over the handle. Don't choke it to death. Okay, 10 seconds. Three, two, oh. Tiny bit slower. Ooh. The great thing about actually rowing this plan at my proper training intensity is that I've been able to go through this and adjust the sessions to what I know it's important to work on. So originally week four session five was meant to be six two minute intervals with four minutes rest in between. Have a drink. But it's now about getting in power, about overloading, about working your body, knowing what your body can achieve at this stage. So I actually binned that session. I think it was originally based on my very original plan that was six times 500 meters. But it kind of dawned on me that my 500 meter pace for this would be around about 140, not two minutes. So I started to think that's a bit too much work for where we are in the plan. Benefits aren't really there. Was the benefit of some high end speed work. That's really there. Okay, 15 seconds to go. Uh, 10, uh, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, go. Uh, rate up, power up. And remember, you're not staying still at either end of the stroke. So finish the stroke, handle goes out over your knees to help your quick recovery. But then you also need to turn it around at the front. Try not to pause. Okay. 
three, two, one. Oh, oh. well, that's nice. Reward. For how that one felt. Fastest one yet. Woo. At 135.3. Make sure to breathe. Oh, sun's coming out for the last interval. I know it makes it a little less entertaining when I do this at full whack because I'm not talking to you quite as much. Have a drink. But I'm hoping you'll see oh, that this is achievable. It's all very good being knowledgeable and writing out a plan but I think it's more important or just as important let's say to go through the same plan yourself and experience it so final interval you know what I'm going to say let's see what we can get out of this my plan is hold the same pace for the first 30 seconds then increase the power from my legs then increase stroke rate and see what happens 15 seconds to go I may not talk, if that's okay. Six, five, four, three, two, one. Power. And rate. Come on. second <laughs> all right get over yourself John so uh, hashtag get over yourself for today <laughs> Oh, mama. Still, what I was saying in one of the previous sessions about the dopamine hit. <laughs> 
of success keeping you going. So I looked up, saw 132, and went, oh, that sounds all right. Then I saw 130, and I'm like, well, I want to get under 130. Then I saw 129. I thought, come on, can you? And I managed to see 128 on the monitor. Yay. <laughs> Yay me. <laughs> so I finished that last one at an average of 132 pace. And remember, I was just aiming for 138 or faster throughout that workout. And I managed it. So in terms of the importance of this workout is about mental strength here now that you've done that so I'm not ignoring you I'm just lo loading up a three minute cool down now that you've done that session at that pace that many times when it comes to doing any fast row coming up not only have you put yourself through that experience but you know what you can achieve so if you are holding 1k pace two seconds or so slower than that it's a walk in the park, surely. So three minute cool down. Let's do this at run about 2K plus 30 training pace, about five out of 10, 20 strokes a minute. Okay, for the first minute. Here we go in three, two, one, go. Oh. So yeah, so. My thinking for this session was that that kind of faster than the pace you're going to be rowing at is really important anyway, so you know you can go faster. Okay, so even in previous workouts where you may have been like, no, I need to hold my pace, I can't go any faster. Because today's was literally saying, go faster. Then hopefully that's what you managed. And you'll have unlocked one second or so of extra pace that you'd hitherto convinced yourself you weren't capable of so it gives you the confidence for what's to come okay two more strokes then I'm going to take one foot out the straps put it on the ground and I'm going to continue rowing and this just helps your legs and your hips open up and ease off. Important thing here is to try to maintain just that one o'clock lean forwards and eleven o'clock lean backwards. One more. Swap feet. Of course, you're looking at me the wrong way round, so that would be eleven o'clock forwards and one o'clock backwards. But what you don't want to do is just because you've got one leg in, just because you can dump into the front now by opening out your legs, don't. Still try and keep a good fluid technique here. Okay, one more. And put both feet back in. Don't worry about strapping in. Legs straight. Roll with your back and arms. So you connect the handle to the machine with that initial swing of the back okay so as your back swings handle connects and only then do you pull in 
with your mighty, mighty arms. <laughs> okay, one more here. Then roll forwards, do up your straps in the way, and then arm straight forward tilt. Just press out lightly from the front. Just enough that you connect to the machine, you can hear and feel the handle connecting. But the important part is that you only slide until shin's vertical, you keep your arms straight, and you keep a forwards tilt. Okay, so you don't push so hard that you have to recoil against the power. Do one more here. Nice full stroke. Yeah. And there we go, we're done. Whoa. Oh. Right, done something weird to my knee. That's strange. Not enjoying that. So, uh, stretching. If you have no time, then please at least stretch your quads and your hamstrings. If you do have time, then you can either join Stretchy John, who will take you through very structured and non-waffling stretching, or you can join me and I will give you some structured yet waffling stretching. <laughs> so let's start off with hamstrings. Put both your feet in, I've got my straps loose, legs straight, hands in the air, like you just don't care, and fold forwards, okay? And as long as you get that fold, that hinge from your back, folding forwards to what am I about? Two o'clock tilt, so further than I would be if I was rowing. But you should feel you've got that stretch up here into your hamstrings. Like I said, remember, if you want to row after today's workout or maybe you're still actually rowing through the stretching session, that's perfectly fine. I'm going to go for like a six minute cool down run after this. Not because I need to, but just because, well, I need to run, but I don't need to do the cool down run. What, what leg do I need to start on so I'm facing you for glutes? Is that one? Yeah. So one leg up on the rail, other leg comes over the top. Pull that leg. Oh no, I've done the wrong way around. Idiot. There we go. Pull that leg across. Hold on to the back of the machine. Ta-da. Okay. So as you rotate into that hip at the back, you should feel that glute gets a nice wee stretch. Like I say, the height you have this other leg at, how much you're pulling across your body, how much you rotate into it, all that can affect how good a stretch that you get into your glute, okay? And it may help, I mean, it's a bit of a supine spinal twist as well as you do this, as you kind of do that just round to the side, so, but do make sure if you have any back issues, spine issues, always pay attention to them first and stretch the way that works best for you. I'm merely taking you through the stretches that I do. Okay, uh, quads next. I've had to start on this side so I can hold on. So steady yourself on the monitor, flick that foot up, hold your heel up against your backside, and then you kind of stand on one leg to give your balancing muscles on your other leg a wee bit of a workout. Uh, but make sure you've got a straight line between your shoulder, your hip and your knee, and it's your quads that are getting the stretch, okay? It's not not your hip flexors, your quads. So again, <laughs> oh, that was failure. <laughs> I'll blame it on being on grass. There we go. <clears throat> not fooling anyone, am I? There we go. I mean, it's a complicated move, flicking, don't laugh at me. Flicking your heel up your back into your, into your backside. And how much you pull, where you're holding this back foot and stuff, all makes a difference. 
Same with here, I'll do the uh, hip flexor stretch with my knee off the ground first. So you go into a lunge on your front leg, okay? So your knee is slightly over your ankle, and then drop your back knee down, not so it touches the ground, but just drop it down and then push that hip forwards. Actually, see by starting in the lunge and then dropping that foot, I don't seem to have that massive amount of force going into the leg that is that I'm lunging into. So maybe that's how you do it to stop if you have any issues with that force. However, I do prefer putting, putting that knee down on the ground and then doing it all as one move. So I bring that, that knee over my foot, so then my back hip, then I can push that forwards. And that really does give me a good stretch. And remember, things like your back toes, back toes, that makes it sound like you've got front toes, but the toes in your back foot, let's say. If I put them flat on the ground, I totally lose the stretch through my hip flexor. When I'm up on my toes, suddenly it comes back. So little tweaks like that. Like I say, it's your body. You stretch how your body wants to be stretched. Uh, forearms. So, so, Mr. Miyagi, wax on, wax off. Uh, push your hands together, and as you push, bring them down. And that should give you a nice little stretch into your wrists and your forearms underneath your, at the underneath of your forearm. Which, on a session like today, I definitely think towards the last couple of intervals there, I was trying to squeeze more power out by um, pulling a lot harder on the handle at the back and possibly as I was pushing with the legs because the thing is about concept two is the more force you put into it the harder it is to move it so that's kind of the point of drag factor and things is that you want to find a drag factor where you can put in maximum power without having to heave and pull against the handle um, shoulders hand across your body or arm across your body hold it in place and again rotate into it to give that a nice little thing but yeah so the more force you put into concept two, the harder the stroke feels, but of course the faster you go. But the harder the stroke feels, the more inclined you may be, or certainly I may be, to put in an early pull with the arms to overcome that extra weight of the machine. And so that's where practice and, and confidence and even like the weights room and stuff comes into play there. That you have to make sure that you don't pull early because you can completely break that chain of power by pulling early. I've just swapped arms. Of course, I say this every now and then. It's all a little bit me when it comes to concept two rowing because this is just about making a machine go fast. So you look at some of the bodybuilders, look at Eddie, um, Eddie, Eddie, what's his name? Second name. Come on, I've got Fletcher in my head, the rowing guy, but it's not him. Eddie Hall, uh, videos of him rowing. He's not rowing, he's brutalizing the machine with all of his power, uh, but he's making a concept two go fast. If he was in a boat, he would, within two strokes, the boat would go like that because of how he's rowing. But it doesn't matter, it's about making a concept two go fast. So there's that little argument about, I'll do whatever I want to do to make it go fast. Fair enough, but then I'm just talking about efficiency and injury prevention and all that kind of, and enjoyability. Crack, if I rowed like Eddie Hall did, I wouldn't enjoy it. I would for 100 meters, but that's it. Sorry, uh, <laughs> let's do biceps. So put your hands behind your back, straight ar arms straight out, and then rotate your thumbs outwards. And that will lengthen the long head of your bicep will get even longer <laughs> and give it a little stretch it's a good one because you can do both at the same time this time not many of the stretches can you do two at the same time forearms uh biceps are the rest of them all oh hamstrings not that i'm saying you should rush your stretching but it does get a little bit oh, get on with it <laughs> so triceps put one hand up over your back 
touches your spine, use your other hand to then push your elbow back so that your elbow now points straight up to the sky. Reach for the sky. I'm not seeing the light year film yet. Kind of missed it. Kids went to see it with school. And so Julie and I didn't get a chance to watch it. It's on Disney. Maybe we'll watch that one night. But it's kind of the kind of thing that I'm sure it's great. But you just think these are the kind of things we used to always watch with the kids. Unless you sit there watching it on your own. Anyway, other other um Don't know what we're oh tonight's viewing TV viewing is the new series of Cobra Kai. Series four is it? Ooh. Uh, and it's a Friday night, so that means spaghetti bolognese. In fact, it'll be spaghetti bolognese. We'll probably watch Welcome to Wrexham, the Ryan Reynolds thing. Ryan Reynolds still hasn't gotten in touch and, and bought me yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so Welcome to Wrexham, and then we'll watch Cobra Kai, I think. Friday nights we tend to watch TV programmes, and Saturday night, we'll, if, it's, if we're staying in, it'll be like a movie night. It's the thing you get. Once you have kids of a certain age, you just pretty much just get locked down into your own house. I'm not complaining at all. I mean, we had, we met, what was that? I was 20, I think, when we met, 21, when Julie and I met. And then we were just a couple of kids having fun for, well, I was 34 when Jamie, my eldest, came along. So I was like 13 years of the two of us just being a, being a couple who were boyfriend and girlfriend. Then we got engaged, then we got married. And we just had fun. We did loads of things that we wanted to do. Traveled and, and yeah, went and had fun. And then we had kids and we thought, right, okay, so I'm 34. It's now time to settle down anyway. I'm willing, starting to get a bit tired anyway. I'm willing to, to spend nights in and look after the kids. And that's where we are now. And of course, then we'll come out the other end in about, well, I don't know, how old is If Jamie's coming up for 13 and Holly's 10, give it about eight, nine years. And we'll just get our entire lives back. And that'll be weird. Strange enough as it is getting little bits of my life back. Um, but to actually your entire life comes back. You can understand why it's around about this point that a lot of people have a third kid. That's why you have this gap of like a 13-year-old, a 10-year-old, and a 1-year-old. Because they've suddenly gone, oh, my babies, my babies. <laughs> anyway, what am I talking about? This isn't my parenting hell or anything like that. Of course, if they want to have me on, then please do. <laughs> um, yeah, we've already done... The hashtag, haven't we? That was get over yourself. Because uh, of me hanging off the back of the machine. But hopefully you'll agree that that was a really tough workout, okay? I mean, like I said, I'm going to go for like a quick run, my cool down run, run the block, just because I need to do some running because of my high rocks training. But I don't need to do anything else. That was a proper, full-on workout. Tomorrow's then a rest day to let me recover. I might do some light weights and all that kind of stuff, but I'm certainly, that was kind of like a proper zingy, full-on, top point workout for me. Um, that... I'm then going to uh, just let be in there. But it's because I've got a, I've a full training schedule. I do all five of these workouts, one, two, three, four, five. I then take a rest day and then I do some high rocks training, which is like all the sled pushes and uh, rowing and uh, rowing. That's what I just did. <laughs> Running, I meant to say, and ski erg and things. So I do that and then I go straight back into, um, into the rowing training plan again. So I really only have one day off uh, a week. So this is why a session like that is all I need because otherwise I'm going to scrape my barrel as it was last night I was doing um, uh, sled pushes and things so yesterday's was week four session four which was the nice 30 minutes 18 strokes a minute nice low intensity workout and then I had an hour spare at night 
uh, and I just had a massive adrenaline rush after a conversation with someone, so I needed to burn off all that adre uh, adrenaline. So I thought, right, I'll go and do some sled pushes. Loaded 120 kilograms up onto the sled and was just giving some pushes. And I, <laughs> I was then sitting down for this workout today going, have I made a mistake? But fortunately, no. Fortunately, as we saw when we came down to 128, I still had it in me. However, I know that if I do too much again, either today or if I do way too, too much, well, actually, tomorrow's going to be rest day anyway, so, pff, but if I do too much exertion stuff for the rest of the day, say, um, then uh, I'm going to end up really scraping my barrel of energy and I won't recover enough for the Sunday's training for high rocks and then to get into the final week of the 1K plan for this. So, as I've said before, listen to how your body feels rather than the training diary you have in front of you or, or even your ego. If your ego's like, well, that wasn't much of, that was only six minutes of work, of work. Let's go out for a run and really destroy ourselves. Think what you've got coming ahead of you, okay? Think where you are. There's nothing wrong with recovering and being fully energized. In fact, that's what you want. <laughs> so really, tomorrow's rest day. I want to wake up on Sunday ready to take on the world. I don't want to do something tomorrow that kind of gives me that kind of like, oh, I feel sluggish because I worked so hard the day before. Yeah, sure, you can kind of lean into that and go, wow, I must have had a really hard workout. But at one point you have to recover. <laughs> <laughs> at one point you have to have a day where you're like ah ding 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 i'm ready for the world okay so that's the point training shouldn't be about grinding yourself into the ground it should be about giving you up and downs up and downs making sure you have a full recovery and then up and downs up and downs make sure you have a real full recovery because otherwise what happens is your line just gradually even though you've got up and downs up and downs if you were to draw a straight line it'd just be going down and down and down and down and down and then you get to burnout and that's the point where you're just, your brain goes, I don't like, I don't like this rowing anymore. Your body goes, uh, okay, and you don't want that. You want to make sure that you've got like a nice even keel. Your performance is increasing, but your energy, if you were to draw a straight line through every single day of your recovery and whatever, would kind of be round about the same. It can have a little bit of a downward trend, but then you take a week off and it suddenly goes back up again. Who knows, okay, but anyway. So there we go. Uh, a, little, a little bit of an end rant about that one, but it's important because of where we are and because of, uh, like I said, that's quite short in terms of intensity for that workout. But you did have a warm up and a cool down stuff, so that's why I said all that. All right. I'm just going to go have some spaghetti. Is that okay? Yeah. All right. I'll see you in another video. Take care. Be well. Bye bye. For more info and to check out the YouTube videos, go to rowalong.com.